0: Money FM 89.3. Best of Breakfast. The
1: US Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the US Market's Rep. I'm Willie King. Stocks jammed on Thursday as Treasury yields fell ahead of a speech from Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell and key inflation data slated for tonight. The Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 0.3% to 33,660 points. The S&P 500 was up 0.5% to close at 4,300 points. And the Nasdaq Composite added 0.8% to 13,200 points. Couple of updates here on tech stocks. Big tech including Alphabet and Meta Platforms have let the market rebound while cheap stocks ...also pro- supported the broader market move... ...high in tech following a rally in advanced micro-devices. Micron technology fell more than 4%... ...after its forecast for bigger losses for its first fiscal first quarter overshadowed better than expected fourth quarter results. So far, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell is set to deliver a speech at a town hall meeting with educators later. Investors are eager to see whether he may walk back on his hawkish comments from a week ago. Today, we'll go into the crypto markets and his outlook to find out more about the cryptocurrency space amidst the high interest rate environment. So this morning, we have with me here is Andy Baer, Managing Director at Coindesk Indices. Good evening, Andy over there. How are you? Good evening and good morning to you over there. (laughs) So maybe just talk a bit different, you know, from markets here and move into the cryptocurrency space. We are looking at digital assets, you know, led by Bitcoin and Ethereum, and they're becoming more widely understood now. I'd just like to get your thoughts here with regards to interest rates staying higher for longer. Do you think that there are any spillover effects the Fed might have on crypto markets?
0: Oh, for sure. I think one thing that became very clear last year, and remember that a lot of the 14-ish years that Bitcoin has been in existence, we've been in an era of, of compressed interest rates. So in 2022, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies had to come to terms, nominal interest rates going higher, but due to the pace of central bank activity... They had to get used to competing with higher real interest rates, so interest rates above inflation expectations. And we believe that that was one of the causes of pressure for Bitcoin in 2022. The idea that these real interest rates might get quite, quite high and provide an alternative, an attractive alternative to owning Bitcoin. And that really combined with a lot of the news about Firms having difficulty in the fourth quarter of last year, which led to Bitcoin's price falling all the way down towards around 15,000. As those... Concerns eased about runaway real interest rates. Uh, the price of Bitcoin did, did quite well in the first quarter of this year, rising about 65%, 66%. But as you point out in this summer, where future central bank policy is unclear, the future of real interest rates remains a bit murky. Uh, the market's kind of traded sideways. So it's been very interesting to watch Bitcoin in particular really solidify its as a macro asset in the marketplace.
1: Mm. I mean, you have the battle over the crypto market in the US. It's really largely centred on how it raises money from investors and how investors are protected from coin issuers. Given that we are seeing some interest from US blockchain projects slowly moving towards Europe, do you think the US is losing its prowess as a cryptocurrency market?
0: You know, I just came back from Singapore two weeks ago and mm. was in Hong Kong uh, before that and uh, and saw a tremendous amount of excitement uh, in Hong Kong uh, and in Singapore and a tremendous amount of regulatory clarity and regulatory foundation building, which is laying the groundwork for access to digital assets by retail, by professional investors, and by institutions. The regulation in the United States can only be described as a bit kind of un. un- Certain right now. I just just uh, after the market closed, we saw that the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission delayed rulings on a whole slate of, of spot Bitcoin ETFs, which was expected, but is never kind of welcome news for an industry that's looking to grow. So um, I think on the one hand, we have some exchanges and we have some funds and we have some products which allow early adopters. Uh, experience and to try to uh, incorporate digital assets into their portfolios but to get to that mass adoption phase where people who are really uh, used to either by themselves or with advisors managing their investments to integrate digital assets into those portfolios we need different products like etfs like funds things that are regulated things that offer protection to investors but variety certainly we've seen in in the APAC region in the Middle East and parts of Europe, regulation to permit and encourage that sort of activity uh, seems to be moving at a faster pace than here in the United States.
1: Mm. So it's also talking about diversification here, you know, not just looking at alternative assets here, but also looking at cryptocurrency as one form of alternatives. Moving over, you know, talking about Bitcoin. I mean, September is historically the worst month of the year for Bitcoin, but the biggest crypto currency has risen since the end of August. Does it mean we're looking at a more bullish October in this space? And what do you make of the ride that it has had so far this year?
0: Yes, I think, you know, it's been such a listless summer on very light volume. Um, I think a lot of the Bitcoin trading still takes place onshore in the United States. And with uh, the regulatory uncertainty and the uncertainty about where the demand is going to come from for new money coming in, that helps contribute to a listless and low volume market that's given us kind of a very range-bound summer with low volatility, range-bound trading, and low volume, which is nobody's favorite market, right? We we kind of want to see a breakout. We want to see some source of new information, which is going to help determine direction. Typically, Bitcoin responds in a very trendy way. As information makes its way through the market, Bitcoin tri- prices will either trend up uh, or down based, you know, based on the news flow and how the news gets integrated into the market. We have a trend indicator at CoindeskMarkets.com which tracks that trend, and it's been doing a very good job throughout the year. It's spent most of the summer in a neutral territory, indicating that there isn't a very strong uptrend or downtrend. For better or worse, I think we need more regulatory clarity, which is going to help create the foundation for more financial services around cryptocurrencies in the United States. That seems to be the biggest expected driver of price appreciation in the next, let's say, six to nine months.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you see um, crypto exchanges getting into trouble earlier this year, um, what sort of risk you know, should investors um, look out for? And what sort of advice you know, do you have for investors going forward?
0: Um, as I uh, alluded to earlier, I think, you know, cryptocurrency started as a real frontier, uh, frontier hobbyist uh, sort of pastime. And then it became a more serious part of the financial services market, but with early adopters. When it comes to mass adoption uh, and really a much broader audience trying to use digital assets in their portfolios, that last mile of investor protection, uh, familiar investment vehicles, use of advisors that those kind of institutional pieces of market structure are going to remain in place you don't want to have to retrain how a retail or professional investor thinks or behaves in order for them to use this asset class as they would with, say, commodities or currencies or credit instruments. You kind of want the delivery to them to be as safe and as familiar as with the rest of the way they manage their money. So I think that there's a lot of building that needs to be done and a lot of bridge building. That's where we're spending a lot of our time. A lot of us have backgrounds in traditional finance and kind of know or at least hope what we think this will look like when it's completely built. And we're just working as hard as we can to build those safe conduits for investors to, uh, to use digital assets uh, properly.
1: We have been speaking with Andy Be, Managing Director at Coindesk Indices. Thank you for coming on the show, Andy.
0: A delight. Thanks so much. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg.